you're listening to Unique Leaders Podcast. I'm Megan DiMartino. Success is in the story. Each week, I'll be speaking with a unique leader, not only in their field, but in their lives. Join us for a glimpse of their passion and talents. There's always a surprise in their story. Be the first to hear. Hello, 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 and welcome to Unique Leaders Live. I'm Megan DiMartino, and I am thrilled to have our guest today, Shay Brown, and he is a sales expert extraordinaire. And as you all know, who follow us on the Unique Leaders Live, this is an opportunity for you to hear the secrets of their success in their stories. So today, Mr. Shea Brown is going to take us through his journey, what brought him to the number one evening sales show globally. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you to my guest today on Unique Leaders Live, Shay Brown. Hello, Shay. Well, it's a great day. How are you, Megan? How are you feeling out there? And to all the folks who are tuning in, I want to welcome you. Thanks for taking time on Unique Leaders Live. You're in for the treat. I couldn't wait. I'm in the green room saying, put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. <laughs> I'm the coach today, kiddo. I'm the coach. And, you know, when I first observed you and your energy and uh, just not only talent, but information on your shows. And it was also one of your summits that my dear friend, Jan Goss Gibson was on with you. I, I said, love Jan. I need to know, and our dear, dear friend, Judy King, I can't leave Judy out, that I said, I need to know this man. And so I do what I always do. I go back to information and start reading about the individual. And then I said, hello to you. And you were so kind to um, say hello back and as this um, day has arrived. So here we are on Unique Leaders Live. And I was said to you in the green room that I was going to read your bio because it is so extraordinary. Didn't want to leave a little piece out, but we normally don't do that on Unique Leaders, meaning that this the in the story you share your expertise and your genius. But I just want you to give a little quickie bio uh, before we go back to the young man, Shay Brown, where this all began. Sure. And I guess the question is, who is Shay Brown? And the answer is, I don't know. You would think because I have my AARP card, I know who I am, but I don't. You would think because I'm a son. Mother Deer is still here. She's 73 years old. I'm a son, so I love Mother Deer. I love being a husband. I guess I'm a husband. Shout out to my wife, Carla Brown. I love being a dad. I have two adult sons, and they've done really, really well. My oldest, which is now 31, just got married three weeks ago. My youngest just turned 29 yesterday, so I'm a son, but I'm also a brother. I'm also an entrepreneur. I'm also a community leader. You know what? I'm just a guy that's, I believe, a kind human being who wants to serve others and help them live a happier life, a more successful life, and a more joyous life. So don't worry about all the letters behind my name. That's not important. Don't worry about the challenges I've had. That's not important. The only thing that's important is I'm here at Unique Leaders Live with Megan so I can help change your life. So for all of you out there right now, you tune in and I promise we'll help change your life. That's who Shay Brown is, a guy that just wants you to be happy. The happy entrepreneur is in the house. What's up? <laughs> the happy entrepreneur. Amen. So with this happy entrepreneur that I have here in my house, sharing in your house today, and there'll be many people watching this post our filming, um, 
basically, were you always a happy kid? I mean, what back as a child, do you recall yourself as a happy person? No, uh, there I was. I grew up in uh, Dale City, Virginia, in Washington, D.C. And people always say, Shay, why do you say Dale City? And then why do you say D.C.? They both got D.C. in it, right? But but no, no, no. My parents divorced when I was young, uh, three years old. So I know what it's like to be, you know, a person that spends part of the time with moms and then part of the time with dad and then back to living with moms and then kicked out and back with dad, by the way. So no. Um, happy back then, I didn't know I was happy. I just know that I was raised in a Pentecostal church. Uh, my mother was a bishop in the 70s, 1970s. Can you imagine that? When it wasn't popular being a woman pastor, a woman anything, to be honest with you, but she was a bishop. And, and one of the things that she taught me is I was dragged to church. Back then, I didn't want to always go to church, by the way. We were at a real small church, uh, about 32 members, about 25 kids. <laughs> But one of the things yeah. she's always say is that whatever situation I find myself in, that's Paul, by the way, I don't want to impose my faith on any of you, but whatever situation I find myself in, I make myself content. Now, I didn't know then what I know now that I would take that to be at heart. And so again, you know, you don't have to be a believer like me. You can believe in whatever you want, but we do understand that thoughts are things and things can be changed. So since I was a little kid, that's just the way I was raised. I didn't know it was about, you know, being happy because happy, if I can make a definition real quick, as I'm a little older now, happy is, is being a happy entrepreneur is not about uh, rainbows, cupcakes and unicorns. You can be happy, but it doesn't mean you're naive. You can be happy, but it doesn't mean you don't have some problems that went on in your life. You can be happy, but it doesn't mean you think that everything is perfect. What it means is there's an inner peace on the inside that allows you to not only have a smile, but to have joy inside your soul. And so if I've always been like this, Mother Dear would say he's always been a jolly person, but not because I was trying to be happy, just because that's the way I thought it always was. And how does that relate to you out there? What it relates to you is that as long as you woke up this morning, and your eyes went like this and you got oxygen in your, in your in your lungs right now and you're tuned in to the unique leaders that you can be, jot this in your notes, this is your first need your first note. You can be a leader of one before you're a leader of many. So be a leader of yourself first. Be a leader of controlling your own thoughts and be a leader as a person. Don't say you're happy, but you have peace. You have joy and then the happiness would come. So I'm excited to be here. I couldn't wait. And Jan Goss, I love Jan Goss. Shout out to San Antonio. Although she's in Austin, by the way, but right. I spent a lot of time in San Antonio. I love it. She's, she's the best. That show up well girl. She is the best. <laughs> But you know, back to showing up well and also happiness, it's a choice. And you have the decision, regardless of what is going on each day, a choice to be happy. And you chose along that journey with mama as the bishop and all that was she and that church was feeding into you to make that choice to be happy. Yes. And so DC and Dell City, I went to college at Marymount on Glebe Road in Arlington, Virginia. What's up, Glebe Road? <laughs> Many a day we hitchhiked on Glebe Road into DC, honestly, back in the day. So I'm a, a sort of a contemporary of your mom's. I'm a little bit younger, but not that much. And so, somewhat, so we, you could, I guess, sort of kind of. A hitchhike in the day, but probably wasn't wise to do that then. But oh yes, I'm a New York girl, Shay. I grew up on Long Island and right outside of New York City. So I'm an East Coast Yankee, that's for sure. I am deep, in, right, the, deep right. in the heart of Texas. Deep in the heart of Texas. So you were there in D.C., uh, Dell City, 
and um, very uh, involved in the church with your mom and your family and your fam parents were divorced. And so what happened uh, to in your life from uh, childhood then into post high school, let's say? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a pretty interesting, uh, different, that type of journey because um, while I grew up in Dale City, Virginia, there was a time that um, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do with mom. So I wish I could say I was a perfect kid, but I wasn't. So then I was put out and started living with my dad who was in Washington, DC. And I went to Brightwood Elementary School, which is on 16th and Meridian and 16th Street up in Washington, DC. And I did that for a couple of years. And then I ended up going back with moms. I told you it's a very confusing story here, by the way. And then I ended up graduating from Garfield Senior High School, which is in uh, Dale City, Virginia. But here's the deal. I didn't really graduate at the time. At the time I graduated, but I had to go to summer school because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do in school in order to get the diploma. And I had no idea where I was gonna go. But you know what I decided to do? Not because of me, dad. Dad dragged me up to the University of District of Columbia. And he says, my son wants to go to college. Now I didn't take an SAT. Now how do I go to college? Right? Well, I, mean, I, I remember I was supposed to go to Norfolk State. So I found myself at University of District of Columbia. And this was back in 1986, by the way. It seems like so many years ago. Since they say 19 anything, it seems like a long time ago, by the way. But here's what I want you to know. And I want you to jot this down in your note. And this is very important. Take action now. My dad was a person who's no longer with us, by the way. Marshall Brown passed away May 2nd, 2017. One of the things you always say is take action now. Take action now. So he took me up there. We were doing it right then and there. But I didn't stay there. As I was taking action, I started seeing other people who, who looked like me, who sounded like me, who were from Washington, D.C. And I started saying, I can study. I can do this. And then I, I decided to leave University of District of Columbia and I transferred to Morgan State University, which is in Baltimore, Maryland, to pursue business. And then when I got to Morgan State University, I found myself then being a guy that was on one side. You would think, oh, my gosh, how's this guy? But when I got there, things turned around, I became president of my class, which seems like so long ago. Did so many things, pledge of fraternity and other things. But here's what I want you to know. When I finished Morgan State, I only worked for two companies my entire career. And this brings us to where we are now, Megan. Two companies my whole career. I worked for Citibank when I finished undergraduate. Back then it was a big deal, right? I, I got this job and I was in Hagerstown, Maryland. I was in this management associate program. And, 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 and there is where I learned the, the, the corporate culture. We used to wear a blue suit. Can you imagine back in those days, white shirt, red? Oh my gosh, it seemed like so long ago. And then after I finished graduate school, I went to Johns Hopkins University, which is in Baltimore, Maryland. So here I'm now in corporate America. I go back to school. And there's a guy that wasn't supposed to finish high school, by the way, back in school, finished my graduate degree, left there. And then I went to work for a little company at the time. It was a big company, MCI, that became WorldCom, that later became Verizon. If I tell the story, you know, I'm like, you know I've been around for a while, by the way, you know that. And that took me to a place where I knew that was it. I made it to director of revenue and accounting. Like I was one of those guys. Yes, I mean, I caught, but, but, but I wasn't happy on the outside. I mean, outside I was happy, but I wasn't happy on the inside. Loved my job, but I went through a divorce. So yeah, I got married right out of, right out of undergraduate. I know, don't recommend everybody do that, right? I'm in school, getting married. She's out of school two years, didn't last long. Um, and then back on May 31st, 2004, Verizon laid me off. So I'm laid off. Now, the good news is I was married again, right? So I'm, I'm laid off. I've got two kids. I'm, I'm, I'm making things happen. And as soon as I get laid off, I decided I'm going to go down to Kinko's, um, got business cards made up, 
hung my shingle out the door, called myself Cochet, and started my business. How many out there, if you're watching right away, drop a one below. If you're watching and you know what it's like, just go ahead and do something. I was taking action. But how many of you know your biggest strength can be your biggest, biggest weakness? It didn't matter. There was no business plan, okay? Don't judge me. Please don't judge me. I was taking action. And then after about 90 days in business, I was tired. I was frustrated. I was really struggling. And in short, I was out of money. And hence, I learned the golden rule in business. Write this down in your notes. The golden rule in business is to never run out of money. That's the golden rule in business. And, and, and the only way not to run out of money is really to generate more revenue. Now, I wish I could say it was that easy, but, but I can hear Megan over there. Megan, Shay, is that how it was? No, no, no. I didn't go start making money then. No, no. I'll take a minute or two and I'm going to turn it back over to you, Megan. I, I got to slow down for a moment if I can. It, it, and then I'll speed up. So I'm an entrepreneur. Sounded good. Business cards sounded good. Had a new suit. Had a couple of new suits, by the way. Burning through my 401k. Come home one day. And my second wife, I know, I know, I know. Don't judge me. My second wife leaves me. How many out there have been through something when you have extra money and the money goes away and it puts pressure on a relationship that was already kind of rocky and you want to go one way and and they want you to go another way. Now, I'm, I'm not here to say anything about my wife or Ben or whatever we want to call us. My was a wife, whatever. I'm not here to say anything about her at all. But she left. And so then all of a sudden, my two sons decide they want to come live with dad. What? Wait a minute. That's not how it works. Normally, you write a check for child support. They don't come live with you. So now, 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 now I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur that's struggling. I'm burning through my 401k. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a dad, by the way. Got to feed two other moms. Moms, uh, shout out to all the single moms in the world that are out there, by the way. And all my single dads that are holding it up. Whew, what a hard thing it is for us to do. And then one day I'm upstairs working. And I just knock at the door. They're like, dad, dad, come downstairs. Shh, what's going on? Someone's still in the car. What? I look out the window. And there's my Lexus truck being taken up. And I'm like, whoa. So I give the guy what you would do a nod. That's a secret guy nod, you know. <laughs> he gives me the nod back. I look over at my sons. And I said, don't worry. The car is just going to the garage. I lied. I wasn't proud of that because it was in that moment that I had the never again moment. And I'm not suggesting that you lie to your children. That's not what I'm suggesting. But I lied because I felt failure as a husband. I felt failure as a dad. I felt failure as an entrepreneur. And I felt failure as a human being. I had the never again moment. And I told myself that, gosh, feeling so bad, feeling so low, never again would I have to lie to my children. Never again would I hit the light switch and there is no light. Never again would I hit the, the box for the cable and there's this little message called Comcast. Some of y'all know about that, by the way. What was your never again moment? It's not about Shea Brown. Take a, take a minute right now. And I want you to write down what was your, 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 your never again moment that you had in your own life. You, you might have been through a divorce. I understand. You might not be an entrepreneur. I understand. Maybe you don't know what it's like to raise kids by yourself. But there was a never again moment where you said never again will I find myself chasing that girl or chasing that guy. Never again would I find myself with so much debt. Never again would I feel like a failure. What was your never again moment as a leader? I had that never again moment. And I said, I've got to do something. I, I've, I've got to change. Jot this down in your note. Sometimes it's all about being resilient. Just put be resilient. And so I learned at that point, 
how to become an entrepreneur. I learned how to sell. I learned the one skill that would bring me financial freedom, and that was how to serve. Because just to see your notes, whatever your number again moment was, I, I, I'll go back and, and if you're feeling me, you're smelling what I'm cooking in the kitchen out there, drop a one right below. We can be interactive, right? Drop a one right below. That's just a signal to share. I had another good moment. You're not alone in this journey of life, in this journey of being an entrepreneur, in this journey of relationships, in this journey of life. You're not alone. I've had some never again moments, Shay. But here's what I learned as an entrepreneur in that never again moment. Jot this down to your notes. Is that selling is power? We'll talk about that in a moment. Selling is power. We'll talk about that. Selling is power. Selling is power. Jot that down in your notes. Selling is power. But Shay, what is selling the power to do? Selling is the power to be able to serve others so that I can pay my mortgage. Selling is the power that I use to be able to help others create a better life for themselves so my sons both could go to college. God bless me, by the way, from both being to college. Selling is the power to turn it around and be able to have your own house with your own mortgage, with your own name on it. Selling is the power to have more meaning in the world because you can write a check to do good for others. Selling is the power to have income so you can have impact. Selling is the power so that you can do what? Make a dollar and a difference at the same time. And if that's you, I'm turning over you, Megan. If you will make a dollar and a difference at the same time, then you're at the right place, at the right moment. Unique Leaders Live is what it's about because it's all about you. See, it's not about me. It's all about you. It's all about you. All y'all leaning, leaning. Y'all all leaning with me and say, it's all about me. It's all about me because it's all about you. Megan and I, we're just showing up to hang out. <laughs> we're just here to hang out. That's all. I mean, I just want you to keep going on and I am going to absolutely go back and listen to this again because the goal that you have been dropping is powerful. I mean, from your dad, from taking action to what is that moment, that never again moment. I mean, power is in this story, guys. And I am so blessed that you're on with us today, Shay. And I so look forward to continuing our relationship because uh, you know a little bit about my story and selling is power. And I have, and I truly uh, have been selling, selling forever. And to me, it is about sharing. It's about helping absolutely, like you said, for yourself so you can pay your mortgage and your bills, but it's also imparting information. I'm an information giver. Look at the information that this gentleman is imparting upon us today. It is so powerful, so powerful. Um, so like you said, there's two sons were there the day that they took the Lexus uh, truck away. Uh, and yes, you kind of smoothed it over, but I'm sure you guys have talked about this many times since. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Because you, because there's the information is in the story. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, read a quote, heard a quote, and then I heard Sharon Lecter say it again that uh, a smart person learns from their mistakes, a genius learns from other people's mistakes. So, what a gift we're giving people by sharing and being transparent and truthful. Uh, so you made up for that little stretching there by all the truth that you're imparting to people and um, and and least of which are your two sons, because they also were part of that, but also saw how you uh, transformed your life from there, transformed your life. 
And like you said, you know, it didn't just turn the light switch on and that changed. It's been a process from there. But I, uh, this question I have, so, you know, you uh, blew through the 401k, yes. And yes, you lost that job. So would you look, at, in looking back, would you say that, and yes, the, the never again moment, but mm -hmm. the losing the job piece, would you say that that was a gift? And if it was, how long did it take you to realize it was? You know, I'm still mad about losing my job. I'm still mad about them laying me off. I haven't got over it. I know, Shay, you're like, that's 2004. Get over it. But, you know, when you're taught at the time to find your way to graduate, you're taught to go to college, you're taught to get a good job, then that's all you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was blessed to have two parents, right? And they're, they're two opposites, right? My, my mother dear, who was on more on the, on the Christianity side, right? And, and, and mother dear is someone who, who worked at the same government job for 37 years. Mm. Department of Commerce, right there on 14th in Pennsylvania. Same building, different floors, different spots, but the same building for 37 years. Retired at 55 years old. I thought to myself, that's what you're supposed to do. Dad, on the other side, was a complete rebel, right? Part of the civil rights movement. My, my dad was a pure activist in Washington, D.C., by the way, by way of Lakewood, New Jersey. Dad's from Lakewood, New Jersey. Mom's from right from Franconia. They're from little small towns, but they come to big cities. And dad was always in and out of politics, doing other things. And I was like, oh, my God, that's just a big headache. That's not for me. And so when I finally made it and, and I look up and I have a, a 401k and you got little stock options and you're managing a little team of, of an analyst, life seems pretty good. I was living in Ashburn, Virginia back then, man, and bought the townhouse. I mean, I, I thought this is what's going to be happening. But, but how many of you know sometimes when you have a plan and you think it's going to be one way and something happens, you get hit with the punch you never saw coming. I didn't see this punch coming. Some of you have been sucker punched before, so you know what that's like. Some of you have been hit with something that's happened and you had no idea. When I walked in that office, I didn't walk in the office thinking I was getting laid off. We laid off other people. But no, I was secure. I'm in the finance guy. That's not supposed to happen to me. So when he said, Shay, I've, I've got some, some really tough news to share with you. We got to let you go. It was just that fast. It wasn't like, you're a good guy. You're this. Got to let you go, man. Just a decision. Sorry, we're laying off folks. And you're part of it. You're going to have to actually put your stuff in the box. And they had security escort me out because I was the director at the point. So you can't just go hanging around, by the way, and say bye to your team. I was devastated. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't sign up to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I had an MBA, but God darn, what does that have to do with being a freaking entrepreneur? I had no desire. The only reason I became and said I was going to be Coach Shea because I had some homies. I had some friends. They had their own little businesses and they were doing this. And coaching wasn't even popular back then, but they were helping other people. And I said, well, shoot. <laughs> I got a few letters. I work for corporate America. Someone's going to hire Shea Brown. No one hired me. But here's what I learned. And, and here's what helped me being an entrepreneur. It wasn't being an entrepreneur. It was going to different networking events and meeting people from all walks of life. And back then, you could be face to face and eye to eye and have conversations and hear their story and hear your story. And then people asking who you were and you have to share that back. It was it was being able to go to training sessions to see people who were up there talking and sharing their story and sharing things that I didn't even know existed on the planet. And I was learning. I was growing. I was becoming. Yeah, I was a young whippersnapper back then, by the way. I had some energy. I, mean, I was fired up and I still thought I was the best out there, by the way. But no, 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 no. I learned. And so my message to you would be as an entrepreneur, 
while getting laid off, I didn't think it was the best thing and I'm still mad about it. Here's what I know. Jot this in your notes. When the question is asked, when do you stop learning? Put this in your notes. You never stop learning. Never. You never stop learning. Why, Shay? Why do you say that? Because once you learn something, here's the cool part. You never unlearn it. So let me unpackage what, what, I, what, what I mean by that. We talked about selling as power, and, and I talked about that selling will allow me to pay my bills, and selling allows me to make more money. And some of you are like, Shay, it's not about the money. No, it is all about the money, because if you have more money, you have more meaning. Try to have meaning in the world unless you're giving your labor, and then have some money given to you, and then give other folks money. I promise you, when you have more money, you will do more good, you will help more people, and you will have more meaning. But here's the problem that I had, Megan, that I didn't know I had then, being an entrepreneur. I thought it was all about chasing the money. Okay. But then I learned something about service. I learned something about selling. And, and, I, and I shifted this definition around selling. This is why I started teaching other people how to sell. People think, oh, it's because, Shay, you are a natural-born salesperson. No, I hate selling. <laughs> but I needed it. Now, I know, I know it's oxymoron. I hated selling, but I needed to eat, right? I hated selling, but the car took gas inside of it. How many out there hate selling? How many of you think of a salesperson? You think of a used car salesman, right? With a white hat, a yellow shirt, purple pants, green shoes on, trying to sell you something. I, no, I, nobody wants to be a sleazy salesperson. But I hated selling, but I needed it. So here's what I learned. I said, there's people out, me that, out there that want to learn. So maybe I'm going to help them. And I learned this one idea. I was helping a client uh, this is about three or four months ago, and they struggled with selling as well. And they hate selling, but now they got to sell, right? You know, get it. An entrepreneur doesn't want to sell. I was one of them, so I get it. It's an oxymoron. And I said, let's change the way you believe about selling. Let me share what happened to me. This is the story I want to share with you. That, that here's where it took me to this one phrase. This one phrase helped her who hated selling. I'm going to tell you what I did with her. And I hated selling. And it's helped thousands of my clients. And this might help you because you're always selling. You're selling your ideas. So you are selling. You're selling your beliefs. You are selling. Um, okay, think about this. Pastors sell faith every single week. They're, they're selling, by the way. Teachers are selling education. They're, they're selling every day, by the way. Parents, and I'm a parent, they're selling values every single day. Brush your teeth, by the way. Do this. You're always selling. And as leaders, you're selling your idea for folks to join on. So why resist the one skill that if you learn can help you be a better leader, a better individual? But what's the secret, Shay? What did you sell, share with this one person who was in a financial a planner who hated selling? Here it is. Jot this in your notes. Now come back over to you, Megan. I won't take, but I want to give him the story. But, but put this in your notes. Please put this in your notes. Don't, don't miss this. Put a, circle this one. Put an asterisk by this one. This is a money idea. And here it is. Selling equals service. Put that down in your notes. Selling equals service. Put that in your notes. Selling equals service. Selling equals service. Selling equals what? Service, right? That selling really is about three things. I hear y'all yelling, selling equals service. Yes! All my folks out there that are ready to serve, you're ready to sell. Look right below the video. Drop a number one. That means you understand that selling equals service because selling is about three things. This is Shea Brown remix version on it. You don't have to believe me, but one day they're going to validate me on this. Selling is about education. I said, can you educate people that there's a problem on the planet? Shay, I can do that. And I ask you, can you educate people that there's a problem on the planet? I can do that. Okay, so selling is about education. We're always educating people first. Number two, selling is about leading. 
So you share with them how you solve a problem, how your organization solve a problem, what your philosophy is, what your beliefs are. That is solving the problem. So selling is about education. Put that in your notes. And selling is about what? Leading. She said, Shay, we got all type of programs. I can tell them how we do it. Great. You can tell them how you help them save money, how you help them save for retirement. You can do that. Yes. You're on your way. And third, selling is about moving people to action. So can you at least ask them if they have this problem, would they at least consider working with you? And if not, no big deal. Get help somewhere. So selling is about service. Selling is about service. What's your message say so far? Yes, selling is about service. It's about education. It's about leading. It's about moving people to accuracy. Once I adopted that, then it led me to something that I've been saying now for 15 years. I'm going to share it with all of my entrepreneurs out there, all my speakers, all my authors, all my coaches, all my thought leaders, network marketers, folks that own a business or your leaders. You're a leader of yourself. You're the president of YOU. You're a leader of your family. You're, you're a leader of your community. You're a leader of whatever aspect you're in. I'll share this with you. And this is so important. And I don't want you to miss this. Don't chase the money. Add value and the money will chase you. I, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. I know I said it about the money, but it's not. Don't chase the money. Add value and the money will chase you. So once I stop chasing, trying to get them to buy something, I stop chasing, trying to get them to buy, convince them to do something. And I focus on how I solve a problem with or without them. It's amazing how the doors open up. And so that's my message to you is serve. So for everyone out there that's a servant leader, for everyone out there that wants to make a bigger difference in the world, for those folks who want to make a change, go ahead and jot this down in your notes. You can put this right below the video if you want. Serve, this is the formula, serve plus serve plus add value. See, the value's got to be on there. So I don't want you to serve free. You're going to serve plus serve plus add value. And that's what I love what Megan does with this show right here, Unique Leaders. She serves and adds value. You do that and it'll take you a long way. So yeah, I'm still upset about being laid off. Yes, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I'm now talking to you. I'm not behind some desk looking at the clock wondering what time I'm getting off. I set my own schedule. I do my own thing and I can hang out with you right now. And I ain't got to ask nobody. Thank God for Megan in this show and thank all of you for watching. We're going to make this a good use of your time. This is your time and this is your moment. I have to share a little story with you, Shay. I'm listening to you and so my, your philosophy is my philosophy. And, you know, I use so many of the same words as I'm educating. Uh, but two years ago, I injured my knee, left knee for the last time. And I say last time because it was a um, an injury that I had incurred in high school in sports. And over the years, you know, skied and played tennis, so moving the knee in the wrong way. So osteoarthritis sets in and I was at a conference and I was facilitating it and I was, we were using music as an engagement tool and I wasn't dancing, but I moved my body to the right and my left leg stayed there and I heard a, a pop and it was a meniscus tear. Anyway, to make a long story short, I couldn't walk. And um, in the natural, I should have, I mean, in the Western medicine, I should say, I, I should have had a, a knee replacement, but I did not want surgery, downtime, you know, pre-op, post-op, all of that jazz. And so I um, had a medical spa, so I'm, and I'm a medical esthetician, so I was kind of plugged into that world anyway, but I started researching stem cell uh, regenerative therapy. So I had it, and I have a new knee. So 
I decided with not um, having a lot of information, just based on my experience, I wanted to bring that to people. I wanted to help people if I could. Now, I really wasn't sure if I could, meaning was it in the scope of our license? Could we do this, that type of thing? So I continued on researching and saw that, um, yes, I just would add that to my medical insurance and we're now an affiliate under this company, R3 Stem Cell. And so a lot of education, Dr. David Green is a phenomenal educator. Long story short, um, I did a consult today right before coming back to my office to you know, be with you. And I recently sold my brick and mortar, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, the, the spa business, but I have retained the trade name, my product line and all of that. So that's a whole different story. But the reason I'm bringing this up is the gentleman that was there with his wife it, it has need of this. And I'm not gonna go into his personal story. But what I'm saying is that I, somehow I'm going to figure out even not having, I have an agreement with the new owner of the brick and mortar to continue on through February, but, but somehow, some way I'm going to figure this out and the Lord will guide me. I know because I can know it in my spirit, but I'm sharing this because I'm sure there's a piece in you that has something like this, meaning that in the natural, I'm not so sure, but when this man today said to me, I now have hope. Thank you so much, Megan. Now, it is not just the, um, the stem cell is the hope, but I was the delivery of the information, hmm. deliverer of the information and sharing my own anecdotal story. So you, that's why Unique Leaders is live, uh, is here. I know this because this started during uh, the lockdown. And I had been doing other lives, and but I, uh, a girlfriend, um, was starting a directory for uh, alternative um, practitioners, and um, I, I, I just contacted her and I said, "Would you like to go live?" I was testing out Streamyard, you know, and yeah. I said, "Would you like to go live?" She goes, "Live, really?" And I said, "Yeah, come on, Let, you know, I'd like to, you know, endorse you and help and give you a platform." And it was interesting how people responded to it. So I said, wow, hmm, I need to try this again. You know, and that's how this all started because again, it's all about her story, but in her story is other people. So I'm asking, I shared that about the regenerative because I could go on and on about that type of thing. Cause that is what is why at 70, I'm gonna continue on. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Because I will continue to help people in every way I can. And now I'm going to be going into coaching and that and consulting in that genre. But are there things in your aha moments? Now you've shared a bunch, don't misunderstand. Sure. Like when that man said to me, I mean, he was, his wife was sitting there with tears in her eyes and, and he said, this gives me hope. And it, it, I said to myself after they left, this Lord is why I'm doing this. And this is why I'm going to figure out and how to continue this. So what would you add to that from your own? Because again, back sure. to what you said, this is about, uh, again, adding value, even though they're going to pay for this. It's about education. I mean, ultimately I was selling. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I can, I can relate to that um, because I'm a, I'm a marathon runner. 
uh, for those folks out there, I've run five marathons and it's not about running five marathons. It's about what I've learned by running those five marathons. And I didn't start off, by the way, wanting to run a marathon. It's not what happened, right? I was sitting around many years ago and, and I read this article that Oprah Winfrey had run a marathon. And I said to myself, self, being the young egotistic guy I was, if Oprah, come on now, Oprah, who convinced 30 million women and 1 million guys every day that she was their best friend, if Oprah can get off the couch and run a marathon, then yours truly, the Shea Brown, can run a marathon. So I went out there, signed up for the Marine Corps Marathon in Washington, D.C., by the way. I'm a marathon is 26.2 miles. I get out there and I decide I'm going to go train a little bit. And then it came time to run. And I got out there and I ran and I was excited until a mile 18. And in mile 18 in, in the world of marathons, we hit something called the wall. And for those who know what the wall is, you hit this wall and you feel like you can't go any further. You want to stop. The body, quote unquote, gives out. And I hit the wall. And, and, and some of you hit the wall before in your life, by the way. You've hit the wall going through a divorce. You hit the wall going through a bankruptcy. You've hit the wall in your business when that customer says, I'm no longer going to work with you. You hit the wall when something happens in your life and you had a challenge just like Megan had in your life. When it comes from my health perspective, I hit the wall. And, and all I could tell myself when I hit that wall was to stop. But then I look around, and this is what's really crazy about a marathon. It's not who looks like they run a marathon. It's who's going by you. And I saw some people. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, wait, hold up. Wait, that person, much older than me back in my youthful days. Wait a minute. I got to get going here. And so I started putting one foot in front of the other foot, in front of the other foot, in front of the other foot. And isn't that what life is about? Isn't that an analogy for some of you out there right now? Well, right now, you're not too sure, but you put one foot in front of the other foot, in front of the other foot, and you keep on going no matter what. Now, I finished that first marathon, five hours and 32 minutes. I'm, I, it's still an embarrassing time, but I finished. You finished. And sometimes it's not about getting going. It's about finishing. You don't have to get it right. You just got to get going. And that's what it might feel like in your life. Maybe it feels like in your business. But I showed up to tell you as a unique leader, keep putting one foot in front of the other foot, in front of the other foot, in front of the other foot. My daddy, Marshall Brown, used to have this saying, by the way, and Marshall Brown, I said, he passed away back on May 2nd, 2017. Now, my dad just summed things up a little bit better. Again, he was a civil rights guy, an activist. And in his later days, before he passed away, he used to work at Ben's Chili Bowl down there on 14th and U Street. And he was the guy who came in. He would tell you the history of Washington, D.C., the history of civil rights, the history of what happened on U Street, and all this cool stuff, by the way. And, and then, check this out. Every time he was there, and I would be there, he always had this one saying. He was, I'm going to tell you all what goes on around here and how you can be successful in life. Here's the secret to be successful. If it's easy to do, it's easy not to do. But if it's hard, it's the first thing you should do. And then he would be silent. And I'd be like, here he goes again. Somebody's going to ask the question. <laughs> why should you do the first thing? And Anyway, why? And, and that always comes up. And he would say the same thing. I can't believe I'm quoting him. He was here. He would love this. But, but he would say the same thing over and over again. He would say, doing the hard things develops discipline. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the common denominators of success and accomplishing what you want in life is discipline. And he used to have a formula. I mean, you, you show me someone that's disciplined, I'm going to show you someone's going to get somewhere, okay? No matter what goes on in their life. He would say this, and you can jot this down in your notes. It's, it's D plus D equals D. Let me give you a little formula. we got a minute or two. I'm going to tell you about this in the story. But D plus D equals D. Decisions plus discipline 
equals dominion. I tell you, I grew up in a Pentecostal church, all right? Dominion means you have control over everything. You can put dominate. Some of y'all like the word dominate. Don't let my faith be imposed upon you, okay? But decisions is making a decision. And I love Tony Robbins. I'm a Tony Robbins fanatic, right? He says, in these moments of decision, your destiny is formed. But it doesn't stop there. No, no, no. Tony got it right. But my... I'm Shea Brown. I'm part of the Puff Daddy generation. We got a remix version on things. I got a remix with Tony Robbins used to say and say, you got to add discipline on there, Tony. You got to now take action and do the things you don't want to do. And that is how you're able to dominate. That's how you're able to get dominion. Because if you don't do that, dad, here's the remix version. If you don't do that, disciplines, I mean, decisions, put this in your notes, minus discipline equals a disaster. Mm. And, so, and so one of the things that running five marathons taught me, not to run freaking five marathons, but it taught me to have the discipline to first have a plan. And then after you have the plan to try to work the plan. And then after you work the plan to go do it again and do it again and do it again. You know, one of my personal philosophies, and this has to relate to you because maybe some things that you need to do just to be more disciplined in. Maybe you've already made a decision. In fact, you can't believe anymore. It's not about believing and saying, I will do this. I will be great. I will have a million dollars. You're past that stage. Some of you, you're there. I'm not making fun of it. A lot of my friends, close friends, they teach mindset. And you need that, okay? But some of you listening, you're already a leader. You're like, I got the mindset. But Shay, I don't have the discipline. Shay, I'm not taking the action. And so I want to encourage you to use the formula, decisions plus discipline equals dominion. And so here's the one golden rule. Here's the philosophy that this conversation has taken us all the way to this point right now, because I'm about to share another golden nugget. I've probably given about 100 golden nuggets, by the way. But don't worry. I'm going to give you another distinction because a distinction is an understanding beyond common knowledge. Y'all all all leaning. Everybody leaning. Lean into your camera. I love leaning. Lean in. Yes, 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 yes. See, see, it's you and I. You and I, we have this personal conversation and a few pin. You know, a couple million people that might be eavesdropping on our conversation, but you and I put this in your notes. You might only need this idea because how many ideas do you need to change your life anyway? How many ideas? One, just one. Here's the idea. It's my philosophy, but I'm going to share it with you. I think everybody should have a philosophy that drives them in life. Mine is systems be goals every single time. Put that down in your notes. Systems be goals every single time. Write that down. Don't miss that. It's going to sound like so simple, but systems beat goals every single time because goals are always in the future. You're never quite there, but systems are the things you do to get closer to your goals and get closer to your goals. And if you're a leader, like many of you unique leaders out there, we never get to our goal. There's always another goal. We're moving the ball forward. We're taking action, but there's always another goal. There's always a next level because all successful people, and that's you out there, all successful so people, they have one thing in common, I believe. Now, you don't have to believe me, but it's, right now she gets to ask me the question, so I got to ask them. We all have one thing in common. Do you know what that is? Successful people, they always believe they can get better. If you had a personal conversation with Megan, she would say, no matter what, I can always get better. You talk to me, I'm going to say the same thing. No matter what, I can always get better. So I know you out there, you listening right now, if you had more systems in your business, more systems in your relationships, more systems in your finances, more systems in your health, you would what? You would get better. Because systems beat goals, what? Every single time. So I want you to slow down for a moment. And I want you to write down in your in your in your notes what are some some things that that you need to do, some things you need to do to take what you're doing to an entirely different level. 
What systems can you incorporate as a leader that you can help other folks? See, this is all about serving. This is all about making a difference for others. One of my, my mentors, his name is Thomas J. Wilcox. He's no longer here. He was at Morgan State University. And one thing you might know about me is I'm a stutter. I still stutter to this day. I still talk fast. Mother dear, who may be watching, used to always tell me, you don't talk fast, son. This is when I was in Dale City Elementary School. She said, you just think faster than everyone else. So your mouth moves faster, right? And I believe that. I told you at the high school, by the way. Mother dear wasn't telling me the truth. But hey, mother dear, you lied to me. I was a stutterer. And I'm still a stutterer to this day. So I remember being at Morgan State University. So I took a class so I could try to be, at least you call it public speaking, right? One of those elective. That was 100 years ago. We still had books back then, by the way. And, 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 and so I'm in class. And afterwards, I have a conversation with him because I'm thinking, I'm not going to be able to do this, right? Like, I can't keep getting in front of people and trying to talk like this because it's embarrassing. And I, I was processing everything internally, thinking what people were saying, although they might not have been saying it. And he said something to me that I'm going to share with you. He said, Shay, all I'm going to ask you to do is listen to what I tell you to do, follow directions, and execute. Mm -hmm. Listen, follow direction, and execute. I'm thinking to myself, that sounds simple, but I said, okay. And so I started following these little formulas to tell stories. And I didn't worry about if I stuttered. I didn't worry about if I didn't had uhs and ums. And that's something else I learned in Toastmasters. That's a topic for another time. Toastmasters said no uhs, no ums. But if I found out it don't matter. I'm not a public speaker. I'm just Shay Brown. Isn't that cool? Isn't that great? I could just be me. I, and, and so that took me. And I tell you that because there might be something in your life. There's something in the closet maybe you're not happy with. There's something that you got to overcome. But I want you to know that if you have the right system, because systems beat goals every single time, that you can accomplish it. You can do it. And so that created a breakthrough for me. And so when I got to Citicorp and they sent me to the Dale Carnegie course, right? That was back in the back in the day, right? So, you know, Dale Carnegie course. And then they sent me over to Toastmasters. And I was in Toastmasters. And at the time, I was in Alexandria, Virginia, right on Duke Street, by the way. And we had bought a new home over there. But it doesn't really matter. It's not what it's about. I'm in Toastmasters. And guess what? They had a Toastmasters advanced class. So Shay Brown, who's just this new student, decided he's going to go to the advanced class, too. And then in the advanced class, a guy named Dr. Benny Bow, B-O-U-H. Dr. Benny Bow is no longer with us. He was president at the time of Toastmasters International. Now, here's a guy that had been Toastmasters International. Back then, they probably had 300,000 members, right? And now he was a retired older guy, and he used to be there. And then Toastmasters, I'm going somewhere. Where to follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me here. I'm going somewhere. In Toastmasters, you would stand up. And, and they give you this little script thing and you're supposed to follow it and, and you say these things and things are supposed to happen. And then people evaluate you. Right. And so he would be there whenever he was there, which he was always there. He would always say the same thing. Right. So I finish and he'd be like, Doc. they'd be like, Dr. Benny Bow. And I can't even talk like them. I mean, I'm Shay Brown. OK, but they were very stupid, older, educated folks. Dr. Benny Bow, would you like to have some comments? And he would say the same thing. And I didn't, I didn't know then. Again, I was a young whippersnapper. This is like 1993, right? But I've been out of college maybe two years or something like that. He would say the same thing. Here's how to make a, a good talk better. He said the same thing. He said these words. And I want you to listen very carefully. And I want you to jot these words in your notes. He would say, 
speak from the heart and be yourself. Yeah, that's what I would say. Speak from the heart and just be yourself. And it was in that moment for all the leaders out there to think you got to have the right words for all the leaders out there. And you got to be prepared. I get that. To think you got to say something to convince your team to believe you. I would say to you, speak from the heart and be yourself. Now, again, I'm Shay Brown. I'm part of the Puff Daddy generation. I got the remix version. I got the remix version going over here. So let me give you the remix version of that. And here's the remix version. People have a phony meter and they can tell when you're being phony. So there's no need to be phony. There's only one you. So you can be your own unique leader. And I'm, I'm tying this back to being unique leaders. The title is very appropriate of the show. Unique leaders is all about you bettering yourself, bettering your best. If I was to turn that camera around right now and I was to show you what's on the wall over there, you would see Kobe Bryant saying, I'm a Kobe Bryant fanatic. He's no longer here, by the way. Michael Jordan was doing my generation. I love Kobe Bryant. And there's another bad mamma jamma, LeBron James. Even if you hate basketball, you got to admire what LeBron James has been able to accomplish, which is totally crazy. Crazy. But Kobe Bryant played for the L.A. Lakers, five championship rings. Don't worry about that. Probably one of the greatest basketball players of that generation. Don't worry about that. But he had one thought, one saying, and it was called Mamba mentality. And the Mamba mentality was how do you be the best version of you every single day? How do you do that? How do you do that? And the way you do that is being unique. The way you do that is by being a leader. The way you do that is by speaking from the heart and being yourself. And then you add on, here comes the Shea Brown remix. Someone say remix. <laughs> the remix version comes from Joseph McLennan, but one of the things I decided to do, and I pass this on to some of you, is for, this is not for all of you, okay? And I don't know all of you, I haven't met all of you, but one thing I know about you is that you want to help other folks. I know you want to get better. Only winners show up here. Only leaders show up here. Only the best of the best are watching right now. Your competition is not on Unique Leaders Live right now, learning how to better themselves. But here's what he taught me. He said, Shay, whenever you go into the room, when you're any place, anytime, you want to strive to be five things. Five. Jot these five things down. You want to strive to be the hardest worker. You want to strive to have the best attitude. You want to strive to have the most focus. You want to strive to be the happiest. And you want to strive to be the most optimistic person in the room. Now, you might not always be that person. But the fact that you showed up and you played full out, I tell you, that's where the magic happens. So for you listening right now, I want you to know you're a champion. I'm going to turn it back over to you, Megan. I want you to know you're a winner. I want you to know that for you, the best is yet to come. And I close, not close, but this is the final, almost final, and I turn to you, idea that I want to share. Because you told me to make sure that I wrap these things in stories. And this is very, very important. But I want you to hear the principle. I want you to hear the philosophy, systems be goals every single time. We have a philosophy, Megan. I'll share it and I'll come to you. And this story... This may help some of you for where you are right now. And if you're someone that's ready to go to the next level, this will help you. If you're, if you're someone that's leading a group of folks, this will help you. If you're leading your community, this will help you. If you're leading your family, this will help you. This one philosophy is called today is my January 1st. Today is my January 1st. That's a core philosophy of our company. And today is my January 1st. Doesn't mean we wait for the calendar date to say January 1st. Today is my January 1st means we create a January 1st moment in our head. It's a fresh start. 
It's a do-over. It's our past does not equal the future. Someone is out there listening right now. No matter if you listen to the podcast, no matter where you are, write these words right below. Today is my January 1st. I get a fresh start. Today is my January 1st. I can do this thing because January 1st is probably about a thousand January 1st moments through the day. And you make a decision and that decision could have ever changed the trajectory of your life. When you add that discipline, I didn't forget that discipline in there change the decision of your life. You make a decision, you're going to work out, that's a January 1st moment. Or you're going to sit back and binge watch and watch Netflix, that's a January 1st moment. You make a decision, you're going to eat hamburgers and french fries, put some salt, pepper, ketchup, hot sauce, as my sons would do at their age, or you're going to go to the refrigerator. You're going to open it up. And inside there's some kale. Hmm, that sounds so so good. There's some Brussels sprouts. I know it gets better. There's some broccoli. That's a January 1st moment. So I want you to know that today, as you're watching Unique Leaders Live, it's all about you, but this is your January 1st. You get a fresh start. You get a do-over. This is when you step forward and you serve others and you make a difference. I believe the results in life are just as important as the results that show up in your bank account. With that being said, Meg, I'm going to turn over to you for all the rock stars out there, for all the winners out there, for all the folks that got comeback power. You're a comeback champion. Today is your January 1st. Well, that is what I heard that the first show that I listened was the January 1st. Today is your January 1st. And I close Unique Leaders the same way. And you've already answered this question, but regardless, I'm going to ask you this question. Um, I don't know if you've ever read Three Feet from Gold. Sharon Lecter. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just have one on my show. Great guy, great friend. Greg Reed. And, um, you know, so you know, and for you folks that don't, um, it is uh, uh, somewhat of, it's a fiction in the beginning of the story about a gentleman who was from the East Coast in the gold rush days, went out to California or that area and bought a little mine and was chiseling away at it and was looking for gold, was mining for gold. And he would go into town and buy his supplies. And so the townies heard what he was doing, where he was, and he finally gave up. He gave up and he went back. But before he did, he sold his little mine to a townie. And that guy went in and chiseled away and he was three feet from gold. So you're so unique <laughs> in, and the, uh, what I mean by that, Shay, is you, you've shared so much and so much information uh, that is so applicable to everyone's lives. And so for that, I am so grateful. And I know that everyone is as well. Elizabeth, my producer, has been typing away like uh, mad here. So I know she's been sharing a lot of your nuggets. But in that book, Sharon and Greg have the success formula. Sure. That it is passion plus talent times association times action plus faith equals success. Now, I don't ask you to go through all of those because you've shared so many of those points and in, in, in your tools that you've shared. Sure. But I ask people, what is, their, what is their passion and what is their talent? Sure. So, you know, you learn what your passion is, I think, in life. And I'm still learning, even at 52 years old, really what my passion is. Because at one point, it was being a dad. 
raising two boys. At another point, it was being a husband. I'm on my third marriage, loving life, by the way. So I married a high school sweetheart who I was in love with in high school, by the way, but she didn't know I was in love with her because she was a cheerleader and I wasn't a football player. That's a topic for another time. So it took 20 years later for her to reach out and us to connect, but I'm there now. So I, I think that's my passion. I, I love being an entrepreneur and I have the toughest job in the world because we help entrepreneurs grow revenue using a sales team. So I'm talking to entrepreneurs as the toughest prospects as people who don't think they need sales in their business, which is really an oxymoron. So I have the toughest prospects in the world right now, help letting entrepreneurs know that they can make more money by having a sales team. But, but that's not my passion. And you would think it's hanging out with you here, but, but that's not my passion. You know, where my passion comes from is when I get a phone call, gentleman who's in Austin, Texas, by the way, I'm not going to mention his name, first person that ever had a mail that cried on my phone about two months ago. And he, and he gave me a call and I answered the phone and he said, Shay, I just want to thank you. I said, okay. And I always answer the phone. It's a great day, Shay Brown. And I know this person, right? And, and I said, okay, cool, man. How's it going? I said, great, great. And then right on the phone, he started crying. I never had anyone start crying. He said, Shay, a guy at that, he said, Shay, I, I watched your video of when you were in the rain and you talked about how you could make a decision to go back, catch an Uber, or just run back. And I was on a typical five mile run. I'd run two and a half miles and it started thunderstorming, right? And I'm at the bottom of Capitol Hill. Y'all might not know what it is, but it's known the monument grounds in Washington, DC. And I live about two and a half miles back on Capitol Hill that way. And I decided not to catch an Uber. Although I had my phone, I said, I'm gonna run. And halfway I stopped and I did one of those little small videos and I just told folks that although it's raining outside, it's shining on the inside. And no matter what's going on in your life in the moment, you can get through it. And yeah, I may catch pneumonia. And yeah, this may happen. But right now, I'm going to get a little pleasure out of life. And I'm going to run with a big smile on my face. And I'm going to enjoy the moment. And he said, Shay, I need to hear those words. He was crying because I've been going through some things with this pandemic that's going on with me and my family. And, and I said, I got to get off the couch. and I got to get going. And so my, my passion comes from, from other folks being touched because of something that happened in my life that I thought was negative or thought was bad. And, and, and they can look and, 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 and they can say the words that I used to say when I used to see other folks. And I used to say, well, if, if they can do it, mm -hmm. I, I, I can do it. If, if they can go through a divorce and still do this, then, then I can do it. If they can go through a bankruptcy and do it, I can do it. If, if they had to change their business, they thought they were going to do one thing and, and now they got to change their business and do it, then I can do it. So, so my passion, my, my joy comes from knowing that a piece of me would be left with someone else. See, 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 that's where the passion comes from. That's where the joy comes from. Yeah, you and I, we're hanging out, we're having fun on it, but, 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 we, but we're creating this digital footprint. And, and, and so many of you will hear this a second or third time, and I won't be there. Megan won't be there. But the passion that comes to me, what gets me excited is knowing that just one idea. And how many ideas do you need to change your life? I keep saying this. One, one good idea implemented. Put this in your notes. One good idea implemented is better than a thousand ideas you know right now. And so, so maybe you're not like the person that called me on the phone that was crying this down in Austin, Texas. Maybe you're not sitting on the couch and you can't get going, but maybe there was a book you were supposed to write. In fact, when we, before the global health pandemic, before the global social cause pandemic, before the, the global uh, financial pandemic, you want to call, we got, we got three freaking pandemics going on right now. Let's be clear. Maybe you had to do some shifts. You didn't start writing that book. 
You didn't get that content created. You, now they were saying, I got, I got the, the COVID 15 pounds and you were going to work out. If there was ever a time you were going to work out, now was the time and you didn't do it. In fact, a lot of things that sounded like a good idea didn't happen. Jot this down in your notes. This is where my passion comes from. The best intentions do not equal the best results. That's a Shayism. You can put that in your Don't do a remix on that, please. Don't do a remix. But no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But the best intentions do not equal the best results. And my passion comes from just sharing a piece of me. And maybe there's a spark and that spark continues. And you're able to go pay it forward to someone else. That's what gets me excited. That's what I love doing. And that's why I show up on this show. And I'm so thankful to you, Megan, for you having this vision, not only to do it, not only having the intent, but taking the action to do it. Before we get started, says, Shay, there's a lot of things going on, but the show will go on. And maybe you think about how that relates to you in your life. You've got to make sure the kids get in college. The show will go on. You got to pay the mortgage. The show will go on. You got to have happiness in your relationship. The show will go on. That's where the passion comes from. That's where the magic comes from. That's the message I leave with you. That's why I do that. Do what I do because you're a winner. You've got greatness inside you. You've got comeback power. And I believe for you, no matter what life is bringing us right now, there's high highs, there's low lows, there's peaks, there's valleys, there's twists, there's turns, there's ups and downs. That's called life. But here's what I know. The best is yet to come because today is your January 1st. The future is brighter because today is your January 1st. So I close in. My passion is as long as my feet hit the ground and I've got oxygen in my throat, Today is my January 1st. Happy New Year to all of you out there. God bless. I wish every single one of you success. Thanks a lot, Megan. Thank you for joining. Hit the share button. Hit the share button. Pay this message forward to your network. Don't hold it to yourself. Megan's okay with that. Pay it forward. Hit the share button. Take the link. Share it with someone else. And I'm looking forward to seeing you again soon. God bless. Thanks a lot, Megan. You're amazing. Peace. I'll see you in the green room right in a minute. Okay. Okay. I'll be right there. Thank you. Peace. Wow. That's all I have to say is, wow, what a joy to have this gentleman with us today. And we will have uh, in our text all of his shows that you can continue this journey with Shay Brown. Do not stop with this. Listen to this again. I surely am. So many nuggets, so many things that I speak and talk about and, and you know, conduct my business life with and teach and train. But it is so crystal clear the way that Shea has put it out there. And he has some amazing shows. So really do uh, go to it. And I'm going to be on his show soon. So look for that as well. So we'll put that out in our Facebook and social media. But Shea actually said one of the things I was going to share is share this out because this is such an extraordinary show. Your friends and colleagues absolutely need, if they don't know Shay Brown, they do need to know Shay Brown and they need to know his information. And as I said, his shows and his information, also his website and the like will be in our text. Then do join us on my new uh, Facebook, which is official Megan DiMartino. Uh, we're building a Facebook business page. Most of you have come in on my personal, which you absolutely can, but I, uh, we're trying to build that as well. So we look forward to seeing you on Monday for Teach, Motivate, and Inspire. And we will continue on with the journey of the five C's on Monday's show at 4 Central. Have a blessed weekend, and we will see you Monday. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you for listening to the Unique Leaders Podcast. If we said something today that resonated with you, please connect with me at megandimartino.com. I have a free gift for you, my book, Hope and Possibilities Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. I would truly appreciate it. Be blessed.